You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the conservative crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. Here on the broadcast, not live on Twitter spaces today as we do occasionally just for the fun of it. We are not live today. We are just doing this pre-recorded, and then we will release it to your favorite podcast platforms here on the Red Future Radio Network. So yesterday, the Senate tried to protect abortion rights because you have a right to kill babies in America. That's what they say, right? That's what they say. You have the right to kill babies in America. Well, they try to protect that right in case the conservative majority on the Supreme Court decides to overrule Roe v. Wade as they should. And, well, it failed. I always forget to cue celebration, uh, celebrate uh, good times come on whenever we have something to celebrate. But this is something to celebrate. The Women's Health Protection Act, a Democrat-led bill that would effectively codify a right, a right to an abortion, failed to pass as expected after it didn't reach the 60-vote threshold. All Democrats voted for the legislation except for Joe Manchin. Did anyone expect Joe Manchin to vote for the bill? I, you're not even actually voting for the bill. You're voting for the right to vote on the bill, which they didn't pass. In a rare occurrence, Kamala Harris presided over the vote, which was 49-51. She was expecting it to be 50-50 to so she could try to do something to, to get her name on there and make it 51-50, even though it didn't have the 60 votes to pass the filibuster, so it wouldn't have passed anyway. Within minutes. All right, we got the song queued up now. Celebration time. Come on. All right, let's go. Okay. Let's turn that down. We got we to get to serious stuff. Okay. We're going to leave it in the background for a minute as, like a little, as a little backtrack. So Biden released a statement saying this failure to act comes at a time when women's constitutional rights are, unpre- are under unprecedented attack. And it runs counter to the will of the majority of American people. It will continue to defend women's constitutional rights to make private reproductive choices as recognized in Roe v. Wade nearly half a century ago. My administration will continue to explore the measures and tools at our disposal to do just that. Biden said without providing details. We can't have a democratic country. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling. I'm happy you can tell my voice. We can't have a democratic country built on our Constitution if the federal government is going to take every right not granted to them to pass whatever radical amendment or a a radical bill they want to pass to allow you to murder whoever you want to murder. That's what this will lead to. The Tenth Amendment clearly states the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. If we were a democracy, which we're not, this would be fine because it's the the representatives, or actually, no, if we were a democracy, they should put it to a nationwide vote on the ballot. That'd be fun to do that, like the Electoral College, like Ohio stops California from legalizing abortion nationwide. That'd be hilarious from the Electoral College perspective, but... 
We are a constitutional republic built on the separation of powers. Built on elected officials on multiple levels doing different things. Different things were delegated to different levels of official. The, the, the state government can't pass a federal bill, and the federal government can't trump on states' rights, or they can't trample on states' rights, right? Well, this bill, if passed as planned, would undoubtedly trump on states' rights and trample on states' rights. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. Reserved to the states respectively. I don't know what that means to you, but to me, that means that the states have absolute priority when it comes to things not outlined in the Constitution. This bill wouldn't have been a constitutional amendment to, to put a, an amendment in the Constitution saying that abortion rights are, are forever allowed. It would need 67 votes for that, and I think it's two-thirds in both chambers, which it just doesn't have. It would have just been a law saying that the federal government recognizes abortion rights and, and you, you can have an abortion whenever you want. Majority leader said last week the bill the vote would the Senate would vote on a bill after a leaked draft opinion from the Supreme Court. Justice Samuel Alito revealed that the court was likely to overturn the fifty year old protections of abortion rights granted under the nineteen seventy three Roe v. Wade case. Even NPR, as leftist as they are, are saying that it doesn't matter. The rights in Roe v. Wade are not in the Constitution. It's it's from Roe v. Wade itself. And Roe v. Wade was decided to put rights that are not in the Constitution into law. That, I mean, even, even NPR is recognizing that. That's actually pretty hilarious. Uh, even Klobuchar knew it when it passed. Um, Mitch McConnell said they might try to put in place a nationwide abortion ban. Uh, based alert. Based alert. A nationwide abortion ban, you know. I'd prefer it to be a return to the states, but but that if they're going to do the same thing, why why be super right wing and not do anything about it when the left is being moderately left and doing everything they want to do? Be right wing, do government, do do what you want to do for the people that elected you. So so that's based. Passing a nationwide uh, heartbeat bill would be based. But the funniest thing from this is that Manchin voted no. A moderate Democrat from West Virginia, Joe Manchin, voted no. Let me find this tweet from the Occupied Democrats. Let me see here where he... They asked to... Let me see here. Can I find this? Please, 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 please. It's about Joe Manchin. Oh, no, it's not this one. No, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? No, I need to find it. No! Oh, I don't have it. I'm going to find it really quickly. I'm not, I'm going to keep talking while I find it, but I need to find this. But basically, people are saying we need to primary Joe Manchin. Primarying Joe Manchin. Here here it is. Here it is. No, that's, that's not this one. No, 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 no. They deleted it. They deleted it. 
Yes, they, they deleted the tweet. But they said, the Occupy Democrats said we need to primary Joe Manchin because he's not a Democrat. He's not putting Democratic values first. He's putting his own values first. And I can't find the tweet, but I, I should have screenshotted it. And they think that, and this wasn't just them. If you, if you go to Twitter and search, uh, in quotes, primary Joe Manchin, uh, you can find here, and mention how, well, some Democrats are like, don't primary Joe Manchin, we'll lose the seat to a Republican. Spoiler alert, you already did. <laughs> uh, who, what celebrity can we send to West Virginia to primary Joe Manchin for the Democratic Party? Primary Joe Manchin, that's the tweet. Someone primary Joe Manchin and get him out. A time to primary Joe Manchin. Vote blue in primary Joe Manchin. Why are people thinking Joe Manchin's going to lose a primary? <laughs> It's hilarious. I'm sorry. This is this is hilarious to me. So the left is going to continue with their infighting on trying to to primary Joe Manchin, the the most moderate senator in in the Senate. Our Republicans are going to continue sending 40 billion dollars to Ukraine, which we'll get into in the second segment. But at least there aren't federal abortion rights. But at least there aren't federal abortion rights. More applause. We're, we're doing a praise for that. At least there aren't federal abortion rights because that's not in the Constitution. That's not granted to the federal government. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by the states. Are prohibited by it to the states are reserved for the states respectively or to the people. So, this means, and I, I'm going to keep that on uh, on screen. I'm doing a practice test for like a video podcast. That means that abortion, if this bill or if this if this decision is overturned, will be outlawed in like 20 states as soon as it's overturned. We're all about the applause today. Today's a good day. Today's a good day. Yeah, so like 20 states already have laws in place that'll go into effect, trigger laws that'll go into effect right as soon as the the the, the decision is overturned. Which is so based. It's so good. It's, it's so true. It's so good. It's so true. It's so good. Let's go. Okay. I'm not even saying anything of content of, of content today. I'm just excited. I'm sorry. I'm excited this, this, this bill fed. I'm excited that we have a Democrat who won't be a partisan hack like Joe Manchin. So when we return, we're going to talk about the Ukraine $40 billion. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the new Ultra MAGA audio for our Ultra MAGA segment and how Jack Dorsey wants to reinstate Trump's Twitter account all of a sudden and how Youngkin requested extra local police to protect Supreme Court justices' homes because the federal government isn't doing it and most of them live in Virginia, if not all of them live in Virginia or in the surrounding areas. So we're going to talk about that when we return here on the Conservative Crusader. But first, if you're listening on the podcast, you can probably play this in the background. So go to your phone right now. Go Open up, unlock your phone, put in your passcode if you need to. Go to Twitter. Go to your search bar and search GOP Josh 20 and press that follow button. If you're on Gab, do the same thing. Getter, do the same thing with at GOP Josh on Gab and Getter. On Parlor, Telegram at GOP Josh. 
uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Instagram is at GOPJosh20. Facebook is GOPJosh. Follow me on social media. Build our social media presence because you are an avid listener to the Conservative Crusader. And you know the truth. And we spread the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth here on the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. I'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. Josh, I called a bunch of GOP reps in the House today, but got the sense that only Gates and Gosar really think America first means opposing the morality and ethics of imperialism and not just fiscal slash spending thing. What do you think? Does really being America first mean seeing imperialism as un-American and unethical? Is that the difference between someone like Gosar and the 130 GOPers that voted for Ukraine funding in the House? Best, Matt. Well, Matt, thanks for writing to the show through the email box. Josh at GOPJosh.com. Being America first isn't just a fiscal thing. Supporting Ukraine, supporting any of the of the nations in this battle isn't an America first thing. <laughs> that, that's not an America first take. I don't really have much to add to that besides the fact that, that most Republicans in the House are not are not America first. Most of them are, are paychecks first, and Gates and Ghosts are, are a couple of the good ones. Uh, I think Marjorie Taylor Greene voted against that bill as well. She's a good one. Um, but but we're going to listen to Tucker Carlson's take on this. It's about a two-minute-long clip, play clip. Now, 57 Republicans did vote against last night's bill, and God bless them for doing it. But many more voted for it. Of course, there was Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and their friend Elise Stefanik. But there was also... Republican leadership, top leadership, McCarthy and Scalise. Shameful. And the worst part is this bill will almost certainly pass in the Senate, which is way more left wing even than the House on the Republican side. Chuck Schumer is promising a swift vote on it. That means as soon as tomorrow. So we reached out to every Republican in the Senate to find out what they plan to do. Most of them didn't bother to reply. None of them will come on the show. That would include Mitch McConnell, the minority leader. Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Chuck Grassley, Mitt Romney also did not respond. We're hoping they'll vote the right way. But a handful of senators did respond, and we want to let you know where they stand. Voting no will be Mike Braun, Roger Marshall, Marsha Blackburn, Bill Haggerty, and Josh Hawley. Rand Paul has also indicated he's opposed to the bill. He wouldn't say so, but of course he's against it. Lindsey Graham needs to say is a yes. He's thrilled! As his office put it, Senator Graham has made it clear he supports additional military aid to Ukraine because it makes him feel so good inside. (laughs) He didn't say that, but that's the truth. Rob Portman of Ohio is leaving, thank heaven, he's also a yes. So is Steve Daines of Montana. Quote, the senator is leading, yes, his office said. They also told us that Daines thinks Russian oligarchs somehow will pay the $40 billion. Quote, he wants to make Russia cover the costs. He wants to use the seized assets of oligarchs to cover the costs. Right, okay. A few senators dodged. Pat Toomey, Tim Scott, Cindy Hyde-Smith all refused to give us a direct answer. We want to invite any Republican senator who plans on voting for this to come on the show and explain why. Please tell us. We'll let you talk as much as you want. We're not going to sandbag you. We want to know why this is in America's interest, why this is more important than the pressing crises all around us that the rest of us notice, and apparently you don't. So tell us. You're always welcome. I completely agree with Tucker Carlson there. If you are a Republican or you claim to be a Republican, 
and you're voting for more military aid to Ukraine, whether that was in the House or the Senate, and you claim to be America first, you need to be exposed. I think it was 59 no's on that vote. I don't remember the exact list. Um, I meant to get get that before the show, but little things happen. I didn't make it. But they appropriated $40 billion with a B to Ukraine. Please do the same thing as I'm doing right now. Population of Ukraine. There are 41 million, 44.13 million people. Sending $40 billion is approximately just less than $100 a person. We can send $100 a person to Ukraine for a population of 40 million people to someone who's not really even an ally, who we are just standing up for. But we can't allocate $20 billion, not even $20 billion to the border. To build a border wall. We could have built the wall twice. With with the money we sent to Ukraine. I mean let, let's be honest. We could have built a wall. Multiple times over. Gained more border security. Both in terms of personnel and needed funding. But instead, we're just going to send it over to Ukraine across the seas. We'll never see it again. We'll never see a benefit from it. If Russia wants to win the war, they will. If Ukraine wants to win the war, they can. Plus our assets, they have no excuse not to. If they wanted to, they would. And if Russia wants to win, Russia will win. Russia is a powerhouse. It's a waste of our money. It's not America first at all. And to what Matt said in the email box, josh at gopjosh.com, It is not just a fiscal thing. America first isn't just a fiscal thing. Imperialism and and sending money to to countries 6,000 miles away isn't America first. If you voted for Ukraine funding to send $40 million to Ukraine, you are not America, or 40 billion, I'm sorry, with a B, to Ukraine, you are not America first. You are not America first. And a lot of Trump and Trump's endorsees voted for it, which is a shame. You are not America first. And I'm going to say that. And I'm going to say that loud and clear. And I'm going to say that proudly. So we're going to move on from, from Ukraine. Thank you for your email again, Matt. If you want to join the show via email, josh at gopjosh.com, or you can send in a voice message to anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader. Click that message button. Or gopjosh.com slash show. There's a message button on there as well. I think what's happened is we have, in a sense, I never expected. Let me say say this carefully. I never expected the ultra-MAGA Republicans who seem to control the Republican Party now to have been able to control the Republican Party. I, I never anticipated that happening. Didn't notice the clip was only in one ear instead of the other. So if you're listening with headphones or in a in a car, I'm sorry. But that's our new ultra maggot. It's not as good. It's not. I'm going to be honest. It's not as good as our original one. 
but but that's an ultra maga agenda uh opening for our ultra maga segment where did my original ultra maga clip go did i lose it did i lose the ultra maga agenda no i need to play that it doesn't feel right is this it is this it it's here Americans talk about deficits here and it is ultra maga agenda they keep saying ultra maga agenda ultra maga agenda but but <laughs> it, it's hilarious but anyways for our Ultra MAGA segment, because we are embracing that just like the deplorables, just like the racist claims. We're not embracing racism, but you know what I'm saying? We're embracing, we are embracing Ultra MAGA for our Ultra MAGA segment. Twitter f- co-founder Jack Dorsey supports reinstating Trump's Twitter account. <laughs> Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey on Tuesday said he supports Elon Musk's decision to reinstate former President Donald Trump's account, calling permanent bans directionally wrong. Wasn't he CEO for like 11 years? During a Financial Times Future of the Car conference, Tesla CEO's Musk on Tuesday said the decision to ban Trump was morally wrong and flat out stupid. Musk secured a deal last month to purchase Twitter for $44 billion, but Trump said he would focus on his own social media platform, Truth Social, and not return to Twitter. Dorsey posted on Twitter that he agrees with Musk's decision. There are exceptions, CSC, illegal behavior, spam or network manipulation, etc., but generally, permanent bans are a failure of ours and don't work. He said, pointing users to a thread he wrote on January 14th, 2021, shortly after Trump was banned. At the time, he said, I do not celebrate or feel pride in having to ban Trump from Twitter or how we got here. Dorsey explained on Tuesday that banning the former president's account was a business decision, but it shouldn't have been. We should always revisit and dis- revisit our decisions and evolve as necessary. I stand in that thread and we... I stated in that thread, and we still believe that permanent bans of individuals are directionally wrong. Uh, Dorsey, who founded Twitter in 2006, stepped down from his position as CEO in November 2021. Yeah, he so he was, he was from 2006 to 2021, he was CEO. He could have easily put in the changes he wants to put in as CEO when he was CEO into not banning people. And you know what, you know what I'm saying? He could have done this. And Elon wouldn't have had to buy the platform to do it if he actually felt the way he claims he feels, but he doesn't. It's all political. It's all, oh, well, now this is a convenient position to have, so I'm going to take this position just like every other politician, just like everyone else. He's going to take the politically convenient take. If he actually feels that way, I applaud Jack Dorsey. Doesn't make me change my opinion about him in any way, but I applaud Jack Dorsey for that. I'm not going to give him applause. I'm not going to press the applause button. But if he does actually feel that way and, and not just doing it because it's convenient, then go you, I guess. It's not an accomplishment. That's how you should feel anyway. So Governor Youngkin, we're moving on because we don't have much time left. Governor Youngkin requests extra local police to protect the Supreme Court Justice Holmes, according to a Daily Caller article. Republican Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin requested on Wednesday that Fairfax County Police create an expanded security perimeter around the homes of three conservative Supreme Court justices who have been targeted by left-wing protesters. Alito, Coney Barrett, and Clarence live in Fairfax County. Clarence Thomas live in Fairfax County. And protesters opposing a draft decision that would overturn Roe v. Wade have already marched outside Alito's homes. Protesters have also also appeared outside the Maryland home of Chief Justice Ron Roberts uh, and Kavanaugh. Alito canceled an in-person appearance at a judicial conference shortly after the draft leak instead of addressing attendees remotely. I fundamentally fundamentally believe demonstrations such as picketing should not be allowed at the justices' homes as they are meant to intimidate and influence the justices, not to mention scaring their families and small children. Young wrote in a letter to the Fairfax County Board of Supervisors, first reported by Breitbart News. 
Federal law prohibits picketing or parading in or near a building housing a court of the United States or in near a building of residence occupied or used by judges for the purpose of interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administration of justice or with the intent of influencing any judge. Yeah, so 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 if you haven't been following this, the left has melted down after this Roe v. Wade decision went down. They they've begun protesting at the Supreme Court justices' homes. They've been they they've begun threatening their families, leaking their addresses, because they decided to over or overrule an unconstitutional decision and return the decision back to the states. Right. That that that's what's going on. So this right here, the, what's going on, needs to happen. Thank you to, to, to Yunkin for taking the movie is. Requesting more security needs to happen. And we need to arrest these people who are intending to change a ruling that hasn't even been handed down yet, by the way. Those intending to hurt a justice or intimidate a justice or try to attack a justice... That needs to be stopped, and that needs to be held accountable. So thank you to Youngkin. Youngkin will forever be probably the be- probably one of the best governors in Virginia history just because he he, he beat all odds in becoming a Republican ju- um, governor in the state of Virginia, the most liberal state in the nation. Not, not the most liberal, that was a joke, but beating the odds. He won successfully. I'm proud of him. I'm very proud of the work he's done as governor. He's been a decent governor. He's been a C plus Republican, but he's been better than some Republicans and or probably B minus. I'll give him I'll give him a B. I'll give him a full B. He's been a B Republican in a in a D state, Democrat state. So I, I'm fine with him, you know? He he he's I'm content with him. He's probably the, the most right wing that could win. Not content in Ohio, not content in, in Texas. But you know, it is what it is. So we are over our time now, but that's okay. We are we are on podcasting, so it doesn't matter. Here on the Red Future Radio Network. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We might be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. Not 100% sure yet. So stay tuned into the Twitter page, Josh, uh, GOP Josh20 on Twitter, at GOP Josh20, to stay tuned in to the podcast decision if we are having one or not. Really hope we are. But until then, until I decide, my name is GOP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. 